Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft, uh, and we're back at Madrid. I think that this is the third podcast this season that we've done from Madry, which has to mean that something is going right here. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we talked about some Oktoberfest beer uh, back in October. We talked about the upcoming new kitchen and uh, and the menu that is coming here. Um, was that January? Maybe No, it was December. I don't know what month it was. It was not that long ago. Uh, and we're back finally to sit down and talk about some of the um, some of kind of the bigger picture stuff that's happening here at Madry, the sustainability efforts. Uh, obviously, um, hopefully, everybody read about uh, B Corp certification that happened here. Um, on top of some, we'll get to all of that, but I want to talk about the big picture of what Madry is. And I'm joined by Rhiannon Holler. Did I, did I pronounce it right? You're close. It's Howeller. Howeller. It's right. okay. All it's right. a hard, long German name. <laughs> And uh, you are the uh, uh, the VP of Experience and Impact. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, yeah. I wrote it down. I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my headphones are are yours. Are you good? Yeah, like, is it, I am okay. really good. Yeah, yeah thanks. Um, and uh, I, I want to talk. So you experience and impact. Uh, impact, I think I can understand, especially um, kind of from the Mad Tree side. It's been a huge kind of. It's been a huge focus over the last few years of kind of shifting um, the focus of what Madry is, not just to what's in your glass, but to kind of this bigger things that a company like this can do. Um, what else does that kind of uh, en- encompass, encompass for you? Yeah, what, yeah. What is experience and impact is a very big job title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I started off here as the director of strategic impact. Okay. Um, so my vo- focus was really around like getting to B Corp, our 1% for the planet spend, setting up a strategy around our giving um, and our community work. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, um, we did some moving and shifting within the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and we put, um, I became the VP of Experience and Impact, which included marketing and people strategy. Um, and then now we just did a tiny tweak not too long ago, private events, um, sales as well. So it's sort of thinking about it from um, really like staff right. and uh, sort of our our experience, you know, not just necessarily within our spaces. There's some of that that goes into this as well, but really thinking about it through um, impact and experience kind of focusing both internally and externally, not just looking at it as an as a service that we provide, I guess, if that's what well, makes sense. And it's hard to sometimes with... Um, and there are some other great breweries, not just here in Cincinnati, but but all over the place that try to bring kind of these bigger picture ideas into the company. And it's it's hard sometimes to find a way to tie that side of, of what a place like this is all the way down, not only through the company, but to people coming in. And like when you're throwing a, an event here, because events are a big part of what this is now, uh, you know, trying to... to get that culture to kind of bleed down into all of those different aspects is really, really difficult, especially when you've got some person that's just hanging out in a back office and like, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm in charge of the, you know, the impact of this place. Yeah. But then to kind of, to find ways to get that to, to, to touch the people here at the bar, the people that are coming and sitting and uh, just sitting out in the beer garden and having a couple beers to find yeah. ways to kind of tie that all in. It's, it's, it's a tough kind of um, big picture thing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you, you came from, from the zoo who obviously anybody that lives in Cincinnati, you know, the zoo does great jobs with, uh, with kind of trying to find ways to, uh, uh, to take that experience of what, what makes the place tick into what people are experiencing when they're there too. And, uh, um, so I, th- I think, uh, you're, you're probably pretty good at 
doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I've definitely had some practice. (laughs) Um, At the zoo, I had a little bit of a different role, but um, it was a little bit more of the day-to-day operations. But consumer experience was definitely a piece of that. We called it visitors, you know, visitor experience there. Um, But but I imagine strategy as well. And obviously, I've I've never worked at at or for the zoo, but I imagine (laughs) that it's it's a cultural thing there too. Like within the zoo itself, everybody's kind of there for the same reasons, hopefully, and kind of. it, it just kind of oozes this this feeling when you're there. And I think that the people pick up on that when they come there. And um, I'm starting to see that with Mad Tree and starting to see that people kind of are starting to to understand this bigger picture of of what this company is about because it's, it's yes, beer is a huge part of it and beer fuels all of that, but it's it's this bigger idea behind it all to create this thing that uh, you know, when um, whenever I get a chance to sit down and talk to Kenny and Brady, it's just, you know, we want this thing that like our kids are proud of us for making. Yeah. It's something that means something. And yeah, um, you know, it's I think sometimes it's easy to forget when you're sitting and having a couple beers with your friends, like that there's more to all of this. And when you're starting a company or running a company, um, that you've got to have this other thing that kind of drives all that or else it just eventually falls apart and it just doesn't have any substance to it. Soul. Yeah. yeah. There's no soul, which is, you know, there's plenty of great breweries that have no soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think to your point, right, even when you're just having a beer here with us or buying our, our beer in the grocery store, we want you to have that emotional connection to who right. we are and what we're doing. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be like this big to do, right? But like, we want you to feel good when you're drinking our beer right. or drinking our sway, right? Like we want you to feel good about the purchase that you've just made and know that you're supporting a company that's doing right by its own community. Right. Um, and I think that's a really important piece. And I really appreciate you saying that you can, you're starting to feel it. Yeah. Um, right. It needs to bleed into everything that we do. Um, and I think we're getting better and better. And I think that's the beauty of like a company. It evolves over time and you learn and tweak and grow and evolve. Um, and if you don't, you die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially now in the 2024 right. with how craft beer is uh, shifting. Yeah. Um, let's go back in time a little bit. Uh, let's talk about uh, Alcove. Yeah. I think that was kind of the big, uh, the big news story. 20, what was it? Late 2022 when, when he got the lead certification down there. Yep. Uh, uh, lead gold. Yep. I don't know. How yep, even that's right. Um, talk about kind of that. Uh, where did, where did this, this kind of, uh, this this idea to kind of start really really pushing into sustainability and to kind of the impact of of uh, the environment that, that you have on the environment as uh, you know yeah. a company where did that start and yeah. how did uh um, how did that path start going yeah so um, I think it actually really started in 2013 I know that sounds weird but the reality is I don't think they knew they didn't they didn't know, know. <laughs> they didn't know right like where they wanted to go they just knew that they wanted something right. bigger than what craft beer just by itself can be right so which was huge at that time too right don't don't like don't let me downplay that either but the reality is right before they even opened their doors they were driving dollars to toys for tots and i think realistically what had happened is they were doing that like mile wide inch deep approach um and what they wanted to do was... Well, things were a little hectic then, too. I mean, that's... Absolutely. Oh, this is not a knock on them. I'm actually very impressed with them. And in all reality, one of the things that I I can come back to when I've had a really tough day is that I work for two men who really believe and walk the walk. Even right. in like the hardest times, they still do the right thing by our staff, by our community. Right. And they stay focused on it. Um, sometimes where I'm like even blown away and surprised, right? And... And I'll just give you an example, right? So that 
it was like a mile wide and inch deep. And what they really wanted to do is bring um, somebody into the space uh, that can build that strategy. So I was brought in in 2020, which was uh, the height of the pandemic. Which the is what? There was a what? <laughs> <laughs> um, also a really scary time to bring on somebody, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so... Especially somebody whose focus is going to be this bigger picture yes. stuff when uh, you don't know if there's a tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, totally. So that even speaks volumes, right? That they were willing to still invest in this position. They knew what it could bring. Right. Um, the fact that they were even willing to do that. Because I thought for sure, like, oh, we're going to be on hold till the world starts to like open right. up again, right? Which would probably be right now. <laughs> right. Um, but they were still committed to the work. So the reality was, how do we build a strategy? So they'd already joined 1% for the planet by the time I jumped on. Right. They already wanted to be B Corp, right? So those things were in place. They just wanted when somebody did, to lead it. When did 1% for the planet, when did that start here? Was that... Tw- I think it was 2020. Okay. Yep. So um, it was just before I'd arrived. But they knew that that was part of what they wanted to do. Um, That also plays into B Corp, to be honest with you. So it's a beautiful tie. Um, So I think realistically what they needed was a leader, right? So you you manage what you measure and that's really what they wanted. Bring somebody in, let them set the strategy um, and let them build. And that's what we've done uh, from the time I set foot into Madtree to today and with plans for beyond, right? So... um, and it's been found, you know, foundation building. You can't just say like, today I want to be B Corp. You have to build into it in your company. It's everything from like, um, you know, what you're putting into your, um, gosh, sorry. It's the, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name, oh, operator's agreement, right? Okay. So th- there's specific language in our operation operational agreement that is essentially that we, we will remain true to our community and the environment, right. no matter what happens to this brewery, right? Um, and so that is sort of written into like what I would call the bylaws. It's our operating agreement of what Madtree is. Right. Um, so, and some of our 1% work had needed time to mature and grow and, uh, you know, our volunteer program, right? Like that didn't exist before. Um, and I'm not saying this is all me, right? I'm just saying like we were intentional about how we built the foundation as a company. So um, we have volunteer hours that are required. Um, if you join the company, it's in your job description. It's in your annual review. It's in your one-on-one meetings with your managers, right? Like, so there's some real serious intentionality around how we onboard people, well, and, and Even you, before they get into our company. You, know, you guys you guys shut down the company but twice a year to go do something that yeah. kind of gives you know, planting trees or, you know, whatever that 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 action is. But like it's, it's these very, very visible things. And like, you know, I'm sure that there's people that probably pull into the parking lot and they're like, hey, I'm going to go grab me a beer. They're like, they're closed. Like, what? And then <laughs> and why are they closed? And oh, well, that makes sense. And like, I, I, I can't imagine that anybody's getting mad about that. I can't imagine anybody, uh, you know, it, it just brings you closer to what what the idea behind all of this is. And yes, again, uh, before anybody uh, sends me an email, I understand beer is also <laughs> part of this. <laughs> but but I, like I, I for 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 years now, I've been trying to, to 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 preach this idea that you know what is in the glass is as important as it is, and as much as I love it, and as much as I enjoy it, it is like the small fraction of what makes craft beer what it is. I think that people latch on to brands and places and and people 
because of this other stuff that's happening behind these these cultural things that sometimes are very clear and we understand when we walk in. Sometimes, you know, we'll go back to, you know, 2013 or 2014 with Matry. Yeah. You're walking in and like you you love the place. I don't know that anybody could really describe why they loved it yeah. at that time. It was it was uh, it was chaotic and it was confusing and it was you know there was <laughs> a lot of things happening in the industry and like it was just it was it was exciting. But some places felt different than others, and so then yeah. over time, it's up to those places to kind of define that and figure that out and and really kind of solidify it into who they are going forward and yeah. keep, kind of keep 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 their eyes on that pathway, I guess. Yeah. Maturing too, right? Yeah. Evolving and maturing. <laughs> I hate that word. It scares me. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the, the B Corp certification. So that, uh, that happened uh, October of last year, which, uh, yes, I'm just now sitting down. <laughs> that's, that's kind of what started this whole thing because it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, there are, uh, you guys were the first ones in Ohio to, to do that. Um, there are a handful of other breweries and you start like when you start looking at this list of other breweries that have, have become B Corp certified, you start to get a very cl- clear picture of who they are. And you, yes. you, you know, you, some, be it Allagasher, uh, whoever else you want to throw out there, like these places that, that really stand for something bigger than themselves. And to, to know that Madry is now part of kind of that group is, yeah. uh, it feels very good. Um, Talk about kind of the, the, how do you do that with a brewery this size that Mm -hmm. has already been doing things one way with, um, with, you know, parts of the business and and how do you kind of uh, shift all that and be like, all right, now, you know, this is, this is, this is what we have to do to hit, you know, these, these goals. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'll start off with a couple of things and then I'll get down into like one of the pieces that's the emotional tie. Um, I think for what I envision. Can, can we start like yeah. explain B Corp certification first yeah. from the from the from the start? For sure. I, th- I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of people like me that weren't super familiar with it. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. So it's um, it it's a third party certifying you, and they are basically certifying that you meet the highest um, environmental and social mm-hmm. impact standards. Um, there are five categories within B Corp, and just sort of like lead. I think a lot of people understand the lead concept. Right. B Corp is similar in that there's 80 points. And you have to get 80 points to clear their bar. Um, that's in five different um, pillars. And one of them is governments, governance, excuse me, <laughs> um, environment, workers, community, and then consumers. Mm. We, high, we score the highest in our community um, bucket from all the work that you described. Right. Um, it is a very lengthy process. I will say we submitted all of our paperwork in July of 2022. And we were not certified until October of 2023. Wow. So um, it is a lengthy, arduous process. Um, and they want to make sure that they are holding up their standards so that not just everybody can get in. Right. Um, so that's why it's so prestigious and also so hard to get. And well, you want it to be a thing a that lot. people people are doing because it actually means something to Correct. them, not because it's just a marketing thing that they yeah. can throw out there. And you, yeah. know, you have to you have to find a way to make it uh, make it a little difficult for people. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. So I think the beautiful thing about Mad Tree, right, is we were already doing a lot of this stuff, right? But we didn't have it written down. We didn't have it in a policy, right? And so it's that opportunity to write it down, so that if like, you know, one of our guys gets run over by a bus, you know, we have it. It's not just locked in one person's brain. It's right. so that the whole company understands and so that the process is very clearly defined. So it's, in all honesty, Madri was doing a lot when I came on board. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like refining it, getting a very clear process, getting a policy in place, right? It's just 
literally writing things down on paper a lot of times. Some of it needed, you know, more work than others, to be fair. Even that, though, but, you know, in this industry, like, you know, craft beer is is fun. A lot of people get into this because they like making beer, like drinking beer. And it's like uh, sometimes some of that organizational stuff within breweries, even that step right there. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, one. well, that's a lot of things that we got to do. <laughs> yeah. And I think um, that's actually a funny, it's funny that you say that because I think that's the other interesting thing, right? I came from a nonprofit that's 150 years old. So right. it's had 150 years to refine, define process, right? And evolve process. Right. In this business, I came in when it was eight years old. Um, a lot of that's not like totally defined. We're kind of flying the plane as we're right. building it, um, which is cool and fun and exciting and uh, can be a little like intense at times. Well, yeah, you're, and you're in a lot of a lot of things, especially in a city like Cincinnati that got started with craft beer a little bit later than some other cities be, for lots of reasons. But uh, this is kind of an experiment for a lot of people. Yes. They're, they're watching how Madtree does things and why Madtree does things and how it works for them. And then they're like, okay, we, we might be able to do something like that. And we might be able to incorporate this idea into our business. And so like you guys are kind of the guinea pigs out here with, with a couple other older places that are trying to do some yeah. stuff that uh, just, just experimenting and just yep. trying and you know, granted you can look at you know some other other states and stuff and see some breweries that have kind of paved the way there yep. and, and incorporate some of that but I'm sorry go ahead yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no no so I think that's like really that's it like we just had to really get sort of thoughtful about our approach and then there were some you know I will right. be really honest with you I submitted I think we submitted with like 89 points, which basically means that there's no way you're going to end up with 89 points, just to be clear. Mm -hmm. So um, we dipped down like right before certification. We went down to 79.6. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. If I miss this by 0.4, <laughs> I'm going to cry in a ball in the fetal position. Um, but we were able to like work through some of the questions, right? Because it's a lot of back and forth with them because they need to dig in further to certain things and get more clarity around things. And, right. Um, so it was a lot of like back and forth on on certain components of the um, assessment. So I think, you know, um, it is rigorous. It's a process. It doesn't, it's not like, it's very much thinking about our long-term um, plan. Mm -hmm. It's not a short uh, endeavor. It's not for people who don't want to run a marathon and want to run a sprint. That's for sure. Right. Um, but I, I think like two things that I'll just say um, are really important. Sorry. <laughs> um, right. When I think about what we're doing, number one, the environment is critical to beer, right? Water quality is critical to beer. Yeah. We aren't getting good beer if we don't have good water quality and if we don't take care of um, our environment. So it makes sense for us just to do this, right? Like it makes sense for every brewery to do this because if we don't take care of our water systems, we are not going to be right. a successful brewery. That's just period. Um, and then the second part of this is like as we watch and we continue to build into our community, a strong community means better things for our business, right? Right. Um, it attracts new people to our spaces. If we have an environment that everybody wants to be in, it can attract young people into our city that want to find jobs, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I even think about it from a very basic level. Like we went into Lower Price Hill, not this year, but the year before when we closed down in November. Mm -hmm. And we got out and we planted trees. Lower Price Hill has very low tree canopy cover as a neighborhood. Sure. <laughs> um, and it was the first time that we worked 
really side by side with the community. Um, so we worked with Groundwork ORB, which does a lot of pre-work for us. They meet with the community. They talk to them about what they want to see. Um, and then we work with Parks and Parks Foundation, right, to get the day ready for us. Right. Um, get the trees, get the equipment, blah, blah, blah. Um, but Sally Hall, who's been a longtime bartender here, she... I have a, this beautiful picture of her planting a tree. I think I've seen the picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's planting a tree next to a young person and he's going to see that tree in 20 years. And gosh, did we have an impact that day on that one little boy? Right. If we have touched nobody else, like we have touched that one boy um, who gets to see that tree planted in his own neighborhood in 20 years from now. Well, and he starts to get this relationship with with Mad Tree that's on a different a different level than just yeah. hanging out and have a beer with your friends. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be here hanging out and having a beer <laughs> with his friends at some point. Right? <laughs> He's got a few years to go. But, but like you get that you start to develop these relationships with these companies that that again, hopefully means something more than just this kind of surface experience that yeah. you get when you come here. And I, I I think that is so, so important as we, you know, breweries are supposed to be the hubs of the community. community. And, yeah. and like, I think that because things grew as fast as they did and uh, things were as crazy as they did, I think a lot of places kind of have lost touch with that a little bit and are now just kind of getting their feet under them and and hopefully kind of refocusing on this like, all right, so now now what does this mean? Like who who are we actually? You know, like we've yeah. we can make beer and we can make good beer and people are happy with it. Now, now what? Now, you know, what do we do to keep kind of turning this into something that 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 means something to the community around us? Because a lot of people can can say it all they want when they're opening. We want to be part of our community. Like, yeah. what does that mean? You know, and I, you guys are are just waving that flag so perfectly for the city of what breweries can do, and it doesn't it doesn't take a place the size of Mad Tree to to do that. Like anybody can have some kind of impact, and it might be littler things than what Mad Tree is able to do, but hopefully people are starting to understand that and see it. I think we are inviting other people into the space with us too, right? Like yeah. we have people, um, I've actually finally gotten enough uh, time <laughs> here as we keep building this foundation, right? We have at least a hundred people signed up to volunteer with us. So I've now started like communicating with them on That's ways great. to get out and volunteer with us. But I think the other piece of that is when we shut the brewery down, like we just had another company jump on this last year and join us with their bodies, their sweat equity and their dollars. Um, so we had the biggest tree planting we've ever had. We put 150 trees in Bond Hill. Um, we worked with CRC. We painted benches. We painted a wall within CRC. We had, we covered four square blocks with those 150 trees. We worked with Parks, Parks Foundation, Man, right? Like I think it's all like, we don't want to be the only ones doing this, right? right? We want to be with others doing this work. If we can get other people involved with us, the broader the impact can be. Um, and I think like, sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> um, I think the other piece of that is we could have decided to right, invest those dollars in buying carbon offsets outside of our community. That's the easiest way to do it, to be right. very frank with you. We intentionally set out to work with our own community and get those trees in our own home and our own backyard um, through Parks and Parks Foundation. So that was super intentional. So your discussion around community, it means the world to us um, that you see it, that others see it, right? But we've intentionally invested back in our own home community. Well, you can just, I feel like you can have so much more impact 
if you focus on the places closest to you. Like it's not that, you know, uh, you know, sending money to, you know, some carbon offsets or I don't even understand what the heck that means, but (laughs) not that that is probably not a great thing to do. But like when you start, when you start pushing it in your own neighborhood and you start then affecting people, there's, there's people that are, you know, I just like my dream beer, the beer that's, that's, I drink their beer. And then they start to, Oh, they do what now? And then, then it starts Mm -hmm. that brain going, you know, it just, it ties people into these things in a way that just, you can't do if you're just sending your money somewhere else and here you guys, you know, you know, you know, take care of this and you do good with this, you know, like that's a good thing to do, but it doesn't have that kind of, uh, that, 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 effect of, you know, uh, trickling down to different aspects of people's lives that I think when they have that personal relationship with you, um, be it, even if it's somebody that just drives by every day and yep. sees the sign, like, I don't drink beer. I don't yep. drink beer. I'm not, I don't go there. I don't drink beer. Then they can start to see these other things and then maybe they get drug in here and then they fall in love with sway. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think to your point though, too, it's also good for our staff. They know where our dollars are sure. going. They're actually helping us, you know, with sweat equity yeah. and time and energy. Right. Um, so they get to actually see what we're doing. It's not like behind some closed veil. Like they know where the dollars are going. They know where we are intentionally putting our time, talent and treasure. Um, and I think when you think about how do we, in an industry that has been losing people for the last four years, how do we retrain, retain and attract talent? This is one of the ways that we're doing that, right? We're out kicking our coverage on, um, who we can pull into this company because, we do these things in the community and people see it and, and pulling people in for, for the right reasons. It's, it becomes a place that people can come into and be part of and kind of, and be part of something bigger. And like, yeah. I think that that makes it a place that people want to stay at and people yeah. want to, to be there and people want to work there and people want to, you know, just be around that culture. And I think that's uh, probably uh, underestimated by other places that kind of ignore that more than they, they should for their, their size or whatnot. I think, I mean, I think the other piece of that too is like, you can't really fully recognize it until you've actually felt it. Right. And it's palpable. Um, Let's uh, talk about how, as the company kind of keeps growing and as we've, we've talked about blue ash, we know that's coming. Uh, I assume that at some point in the lifespan of the company, there's going to be more and it will (laughs) hopefully it keeps growing. How do you kind of keep that, that culture front and center as the company keeps growing and as things get bigger and a little more chaotic again. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you, how do you do that? Yeah. So that's a great question. And one that we're still probably waiting through currently, <laughs> <We'll see>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's through that intentionality that we had around like just going for B Corp. So I'll, I'll tell you like B Corp is not one that lets you sit on your laurels. You have to increase your score. So every three years we have right. to like re apply Um, And you can't just be sitting, we can't be sitting at an 83.5 in three years. Um, We have to have improved. So some of that will naturally have to occur for us to continue to be be a B Corp certified company. Right. Um, I think as we grow, the other cool thing that we're thinking through is, um, right, we're going into a park. Mm -hmm. Like our company is going to be inside a park. Um, So when we say our purpose is to connect people to nature and each other, we're like literally living it through our physical spaces at right. this point. Alcove is another great example, right? You talked about it being lead gold. Um, we brought nature inside uh, through that living wall, through what we did with the chandelier in the um, private event space, right? So everywhere we go, we're also bringing that intentionality to the buildings that we're 
like right. repurposing, right? Like Summit Park's another beautiful one. All three of our spaces now are things that were once something else. They're right. being recycled into new, um, they're getting a new life, right? These buildings are getting a new fresh life um, through the work that we're doing. So um, I think keeping the cultures paramount and top of mind for all of us, um, we have evolved a lot, right? Even just bringing alcove on, we learned a lot of lessons and sometimes it's bumpy. Right. And sometimes you're like, oh, this hurts a little bit. <laughs> um, but I think we learned a lot through bringing Alcove on and we'll learn again um, when we bring Summit on. But we have to do it with intentionality. Right. And we have to do it with a focus on our purpose, our commitments to 1% with B Corp. And so even as we bring people on, how are we presenting that information to them? How are we making sure that they feel part of it? Right. Um, and then I will also say a lot of the things that we're doing, right? Like even when we do our community work and we get out and volunteer, because our staff does that all year long. Um, so we have events every single month of the year where they can participate. That's a beautiful place where right. sometimes there's like some pushback on it, which I totally get. And and then when you actually see them getting together and working in these spaces, right? When we work together on Ruth, Rothenberg rooftop garden or at the zoo or in the parks, you get to see that cross pollination of your staff that are not physically in the same building, but then they get to work together in community and it starts building those bonds and those, those relationships where, um, you know, we get to, um, see them connecting in real time one-on-one or three, you know, three people in one. And then at the end of all of our all hands, those days that we do shut down, we get out and we recognize each other. So we have this, um, we live in our core values and core behaviors of connect, grow and give a fuck. Um, we have a connect, grow and give a fuck award and their peers have nominated them for that. And Brady and Kenny get up and they share with our staff. And it's a really beautiful and powerful moment to have your peers recognize you for the work you've done. Um, and so that's another beautiful way where we reinforce those behaviors that we want to see in our company through peers, nominating each other um, for the great work that they're doing the last six months. Um, I, I love it. Yeah. I, I really do. Like it, it, it there, it, and I, I feel like I'm kind of repeating myself, but there are places that you go to and you sit down and you have a beer and it's, it's fine. And you, you have, you know, whatever experience is wrapped around that with friends or family or, you know, then it's fine. You eat food and it's fine. And everything's, <laughs> everything's fine. Everything's good. But then you just leave and it's just like, oh, that was, that was, that was fine. You know? And yeah. like, then there are places like Mad Tree where like you find yourself just like thinking about like this, this, this bigger thing that, that's building around it. And like, it, it feels better than fine. Like it feels yeah. like, oh, this is something that I think can stand kind of at the at, at the the top of kind of this echelon of Cincinnati breweries. It doesn't have to be the biggest brewery in town. It doesn't have to uh, be the flashiest. It doesn't have to be any of that stuff. It just like it it means something. And I, I think that there are there are some breweries in this country that are massive and they just don't mean anything. And like yeah. I like seeing that develop over time just it just makes me fall in love with this place more and more and more every year that goes by. And like I think that that's uh, it's fun. Yeah, like it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It's fun to have that and to fun to be like, you know, when people talk to you about, you know, Cincinnati beer scene or, you know, I, I guess that's probably a conversation that I get into a lot because of <laughs> what I do, but, uh, you know, and like, like, you know, what's, what, what's, what's exciting, what's happening, what's, what are the things? And it's like, yeah, we've, we, you know, we've got places that, you know, there's a Sam Adams brewery in town and that's, and Sam Adams does amazing work. Actually, uh, 
I uh, this will make me put it up this week. Go <laughs> go listen to the last episode of Drinking with a Gnome where I sat down with Sam Calgioni of Dogfish slash Sam Adams where we talked about sustainability, which is very pertinent to this conversation. But uh, they're doing great things, but uh, it just isn't it isn't as like in your face as something like Mad Tree can be in yeah. Cincinnati. And like, a, so you can talk about cool things that are going on, big breweries in town. And then you could talk about, you know, uh, this other kind of category of places that uh, are just, just killing it on this, uh, this soul side yeah. of things. Again, yeah. not that Sam Adams doesn't have soul. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just different. <laughs> uh, what, why is, uh, I understand why it's all important as as kind of a company. Why is it important for you to kind of be part of all of this stuff? Why why yeah. is, why did a place like Madry kind of jump out as a place that you wanted to be involved and kind of um, be part of this journey? Yeah, I'm going to answer this in two ways. I'm okay. going to answer this sort of on a bigger scale when I think about the city of Cincinnati and what we can be. And then... Can I ask you one question yeah. first? Before you came on to Madry, were you a craft beer drinker? Uh, yes. In all fairness, I started my craft journey in Asheville, North Carolina. I went oh, to school. Okay. And There's a couple good things happening. There. <laughs> um, it's it's so funny that you're asking me this. I <laughs> I went to school at UNC Asheville, um, and I recently, because of all the work we've been doing, got to meet the um, the founder's daughter, who is now the president of Highland. Well, Highland, yeah. Um, and I literally just took I, don't, a, I can't remember what her name is. O- Oscar was the guy that started it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's his oh, daughter. It's drive me crazy trying to remember what her name is. <laughs> J- J- Jennifer? Does that sound right? Nope. Or am I making that up? Um, I'm having like a, a middle-aged woman moment yeah, right now. I've probably got notes in my And I was going to say, we literally just took a walk in Asheville like six months ago and had a beautiful conversation. That's one of those breweries, uh, Leah. Leah Leah, Wong. yeah. Um, I... Had never, I mean, I'd, I'd had Highland beer before because mm-hmm. it was distributed here for a long time, and had never really paid much attention to it. And then went there uh, a few years ago, and just fell in love with what that place is and what they're doing down there. It's yeah. uh, again, you know, they they kicked off the Asheville beer scene. They did <laughs> not knowing what they were getting themselves into. Totally, and I really love that. Like. Uh, it's a father-daughter relationship. Yeah. I, there's just such, so much beautifulness there, but the fact that I've also gotten the work, like the opportunity to meet her yeah. a long time later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and become friends with her. And like now when I'm in Asheville, I go hike with her and it's just beautiful because um, I get to learn from her and right. her experience and growing up around it and all the things. But well, and, and you look at a city that like has really kind of figured out this this soul side of mm. beer. You know, there are so many places down there that are that are killing it. You know, you look at even New Belgium, not not American owned anymore, and I get that, and I you know whatever. But you know, look at the the B Corp certification that they did, and just all they they bought like a freaking like an actual dump to yeah. build their brewery. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it's like really really cool stuff and. Obviously, Sierra Nevada, and just, there's some really great places down there. If uh, Asheville's a real quirky town, it is. It's got a lot of soul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so right, and I, I will also say, like, my background is in environmental science. I'm an environmental science major for undergrad and graduate. Um, so it's it's deep in my heart. Right. Um, and so yes, definitely, my love of craft came about in college, um, in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, <laughs> But yeah, when I think about... The second best beer city in the country, by the way. <laughs> it's just because it's smaller. 
Um, yeah. So when I think about what uh, the work that we are doing can be, right, I think about actually Cincinnati as a whole. We are a pretty insular city, um, but we're doing remarkable things when it comes to sustainability in this space. Um, and for Madry to be a part of that is super cool, first and foremost. But when I think about what it can do for the heart and soul of this community and the like, uh, the economic potential of right. what building green can do for Cincinnati. And if we can all work together collectively, we are pretty much unstoppable as a city. Everybody in this town knows one another, which is a beautiful and hard thing. Right. Right. So if we can work together collectively, imagine what this city could be. Right. And who we could attract both from like a vacation kind of situation and also to like a talent. And then what that does to help us grow as a community. When I think about that, it is very, very powerful. It's I, there's something about Cincinnati too. Like we've got like almost like this chip on our shoulder of like we never we never get the credit that we think that we feel like we're doing, <laughs> be it from sports or for other things. And I think that that kind of fuels some of the stuff. Like when when something exciting is happening, we, like we get louder about it. We get yeah. a uh, we we you know we 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 tend to shake things up a little little more than I think other cities might because we we want to prove like what is happening here and yeah. so i think that 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 creates more impact around the things when they are happening it's yeah uh, it's fun to watch it's so exciting <laughs> it's so right fun. um and you think about all the if if all those ecosystems are working together right kroger with their zero hunger zero waste yeah um you think about what png is doing i just went there for a meeting the other day and they're composting everywhere and it was so beautiful yeah. to see in their corporate space right that's a massive company. They're thinking about these things. When I go and do the recycling hackathon with the city of Cincinnati and Centrifuge, right? Like there are major players at the table, like Pepsi and Coke were in the same room trying to figure this out with us, right? right? So you think about the potential and gosh, this is exciting. And then you think about, um, I think the thing that was really intriguing to me is that like my position, my previous position didn't exist really in breweries. Right. If it did, it was like a handful here and there. And we can lead. We can lead across this country in right. what we're doing um, in a really beautiful way. And we can lead the way in in how how we represent um, beyond or bigger than beer. <laughs> right. Right. We can we can show people how to do this. Um, and it it takes everybody. It's not just us. You know, it takes our consumers buying into what we're doing and being emotionally attached to us and helping us, right? Um, for example, in our private event spaces, we ask that people take action with us. Um, so we put on a carbon offset um, onto the invoice. Right. And 72% of our consumers say yes to that. They want to build into Cincinnati with us, right? Like, what if P&G did that? What if right. Kroger did that? What if, right, like, if everybody was doing that around here, like imagine what that can be. So when I start dreaming and getting really excited, that's what excited me about this position and being here in this, right. this and, and the fact that they believe in it and they never veer from it is what keeps me excited. What are some of the biggest kind of uh, hurdles that are in place right now, be it from uh, sustainability or communication to consumers or what, what are the biggest things that are kind of right now or are making this difficult? Yep. Um, great question. Uh, we've built the foundation now. Now we got to shout it from the rooftops and we need our consumers to help us. 
um, right? It's a crowded space. You know that probably better than I do. Um, and you've been watching it, right? So when 2013 was around in Cincinnati... Or, oh, this one was easy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's crowded. Um, and we want to be the beer of choice for folks. And we want to be the brewery of choice for folks. And we want to be the... Um, right? So I think it's us shouting from the rooftops exactly what you're talking about. How do we incorporate it in in literally every single touch point? Um, and then how do we build that like um, loyalty right. around it? Right? So... Talk about some of the specific things that you guys do, especially kind of on the sustainability side, the things that people can can walk in and actually notice and see like, oh, I, I get what this is. I understand um, how how this brewery is trying to impact the environment around them. Uh, it, you know, the, um, the day where you guys are all going and planting trees and stuff is is great. But day to day, like stuff where somebody's walking into the tap room, they're ordering a beer and they sit down, like how do how do they notice some of this stuff? Yeah. Um, so I think uh the the first and easiest is right, we compost in our facilities. So you can see it. We're anything that we're buying that you can throw away is compostable. So um, that's intent with done with intentionality. Yeah, Rumkey probably hates you guys. There's probably not much that they uh, <laughs> take from us. Have to right? do. <laughs> <laughs> it is really cool to like actually that you say that. It's really <laughs> awesome because we um, we track all of our compost as well. Mm -hmm. um, so we work with Go Zero, and then we get like a report back on how much we're composting. Um, so that's really cool to see. I would also say like if you were back in our production facility, which I know not everybody can like walk into and and be a part of, but like they're doing all the right things. We're recycling. We, we got to be pretty darn close to a zero waste facility. Right. Like it's, and we keep ticking away at different things. Right. So I think it was last year we worked with Hamilton County recycling and, um, the resource. Um, and basically they, we, uh, submitted for a compactor. So mm -hmm. we're compacting all of our, um, malt bags and our super sacks. Right. Um, so we're recycling those through Cincinnati Recycling and Reuse Hub. So how do we keep ticking away at the small things that we still have left back there to make sure that we're recycling it or composting it or reusing it, right? So right. Um, we're we're pretty close and there's like little things that we have to keep ticking off. Even some of that though is like these big industry things that if if like some of these other companies kind of really understood what was going on that they could probably help with too and make things that are compostable or recyclable and you know the, these pack techs and this idea that you can't just easily recycle a pack tech is crazy to me that it still is that yeah. way and that there isn't a there are some products out there that are fine but things that uh, you know that are uh, that work good yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like if you had more companies that would just focus on this stuff that could kind of cut back on some of the waste within uh, the, the the industry because I I think it's like a it's a pretty universal thing that almost every brewery if they could do more or what? if they could figure out a way to do more then they would like yeah. if they, they they get it that's yep. you know it's beer and um, beer is a very already a thing that's tied into the environment so much that they kind of they, they, they understand yep. yeah but it's there's a lot of hurdles in place for especially smaller places that are starting up and in the middle of that chaos phase that um it's hard to pick do your battles yeah it's yeah. hard and prioritize right <laughs> yeah it's, i can't can't worry about my pack text right now i'm just trying to keep the lights on <laughs> i think you know i think another one that's really interesting um to what you're saying right pushing our vendors mm -hmm. right so one of the things in b corp is you know, there's a million things you can choose to do, but one of the things that we chose to do is um, put out a vendor supply form. So it's giving us information on our vendors that we're choosing 
everything from like, what are they doing? What are, what are their certifications? Right. What is their energy usage? Are they tracking it? What's their water usage? Are they tracking it? Right. So they at least know that we're starting to ask those questions, whether they choose to do anything with it or not is a very different story, but at least they know that it's on our radar and right. we're thinking about it. And then it gives us a really broad landscape view of um, what's happening with each of our vendors. And then we can start setting goals Right. And then we can start like getting very picky about our vendors on who we want to work with. And right. we're already that way, but I think we're, we're now getting the data to help us support making our decisions. Well, and, and as this industry does keep evolving or growing, like there's only going to be more options out there for other companies that exist that are doing more and are, you know, providing whatever this, this, uh, you know, the, this, uh, this material that you guys need, uh, that is a little more sustainable and just a yep. little bit better. And then yep. from there it gets a little bit better and a little bit more. And it just starts, <laughs> it becomes this thing that just keeps building. And as more people figure it out, then it just kind of, it grows from there. And again, it's exciting. Yeah. It's, it's really fun to watch. And, uh, um, I, I love what you guys are doing here. This is, this, it's absolutely beautiful. And, uh, uh, bringing food in house here too is only going to help some of that stuff and, and, and just add more, more ways for people to kind of get what, what Madre is all about. And, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what's, uh, what's your favorite beer right now that's up on tap? Um, well, my favorite beer always is Shade, to be Shade. honest I've, with you. I have heard that in some of your other interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Shade is good. I just good. love it. It's just so nice and like mild for Soul me. Soul Drifter was always mine. Yep. And this as if that's up there right now, this strawberry blonde I, is is right on par with that. I actually don't know the difference between this and Soul Drifter. I need to ask <laughs> when I finish this up because it's delicious. I actually appreciate you recommending that. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's good. I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> it's, so it's it good. was it was my pool beer for years with Soul Drifter, uh, and then they stopped putting it in cans for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you're bitter. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Uh, uh, there is always something on tap for everybody when you come in here. That uh, this is one of the most fun tap boards in the city. There's all kinds of different styles. You never really know what's going to be up there because there are so many kind of smaller batch stuff that come up. Yep. Um, cocktails, wine, you guys know the drill, you know, mad trade. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes when I go to a brewery and I'm doing a show, I feel like I need to tell you about the brewery and who they are. And uh, this is one of those places you just don't have to do anymore. I think people, people get it. People have been here. People have something they already uh, love about mad tree. So uh, just come back out and support them. Uh, what can people do to kind of do more as far as uh, supporting these causes that you guys uh, believe strongly for? Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned, you can volunteer with us. Um, I'm getting better about, uh, <laughs> I've built some capacity for myself. So I'm able to communicate out more now when right. we have opportunities and we're not restricted by a bunch of stuff that we were restricted with uh, during COVID too. So that's helped a lot, but we have a volunteer sign-up sheet on our website. Um, we also, um, if you're a company and you're interested in getting involved, right? Like one of the things that we just did in November, it was we brought a company in to kind of watch us right. um, and learn from us. And now they're sticking with us. So they're going to be coming back um, in 2024 to plant trees with us in November in Avondale. Um, so we want to keep growing that network. And the more people we can include in that day of, of impact, the better off we're going to be. Um, and then, you know, obviously exactly what you just said, right? Come and support us, right? Be it come to events that sound interesting to you right. um, or buy our beer in the store or, right, just get to know us as a brand um, too, right? We have an amazing staff. 
Um, I think that's also another yeah. beautiful way to connect with us is we have this really great staff of people who really care. Um, so connect with our bartenders, um, connect with our staff down at Alcove. They're amazing. Leave, leave work early one day and come down here and just have lunch because yeah. I know a lot of people complain about the parking. <laughs> it's really easy during the day. This is my favorite time of day to be here. <laughs> There you go. And come for lunch <laughs> and uh, well, come for lunch, especially once the new kitchen's open too. Yeah. <laughs> but but there is food right now. There's food trucks. Um, <laughs> and uh, I assume that that is coming along really well. And before people know it, it'll be up and running and uh, this will be a whole other experience here. It's, yeah, for it's sure. For sure. Thank you very much for Thank sitting you. down with me. Uh, I'll put links in the show notes, obviously, to Madri's different uh, social media and all of that. But um, I'll pull, a, I'll get a link for the uh, volunteer sign up sheet too and okay. put it in there. I will do it. If it's not in the show notes, send me a message on some kind of social media and I'll fix it <laughs> because you guys know how I am with show notes. Uh, and we'll be back next week. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk to uh, Paradise Brewing. We're coming from Mad Tree, this, this uh, huge influence in Cincinnati's beer scene to one of the smaller breweries in town that uh, um, is also one of my favorites. So <laughs> uh, stay tuned, guys. Uh, there's lots of fun stuff coming. And we've got Bachfest coming up. Um, uh, Gutenbach is on shelves right now from Madri. Go, uh, go grab some. <laughs> and, uh, we're going to drink all of the Bach beer soon. So um, stay tuned for that. Uh, if you like the show or any of the stuff that I do, go to the gnarlygnome.com slash support and you can support that way um, because then my wife doesn't yell at me that I'm doing all of the stuff and not uh, generating anything off of it. <laughs> Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs>